As, we, as we've continued on with this sermon series and we're doing our second commandment, and of course, as uh, Marcus had pointed out last week, you cannot talk about any other commandment without recognizing that if you break that commandment, you also break the first commandment. That all of them attach very well and nicely to the first commandment where it describes us uh, as ones who follow after, worship only one God. Today we recognize that we worship that one God and by His name. As I was doing some study on this and going over just the state of things in this world and maybe even going through my own time of frustrations of seeing the news and watching different things happening both outside and within the church, these these few quotes about uh, what I think speak well to today Describe for us, unfortunately, it is now a common affliction throughout the world that there are just as few who do not use God's name for lies and all kinds of wickedness as there are few who trust in God with their whole heart. There are just as few who do not use God's name for lies and all kinds of wickedness as there are few who trust in God with their whole heart. Another one says, Children should be trained in due time to beware of lying, especially to avoid calling upon God's name in support of it. Where they are allowed to act in this way, no good will come of it. It is evident that the world is more wicked than it has ever been. There is no government. There is no obedience. There is no fidelity, no faith. Only perverse, unbridled people whom no teaching and punishment can help. These are words that I think speak very clearly today, and these are words that were written 489 years ago. Speaking of there being no government, no Fidelity, only perverse, and wickedness that seems to run rampant, where our children have failed to be brought up to recognize lying when lying occurs and to recognize when we should not be lying ourselves. This commandment was written at a time where people were full of doing this type of thing. The people that were, that this were receiving God's laws and receiving these commandments were people that were full of lying just like you and me. But they were also living during a time when their God was a God of <laughs> when their God was a God that they could speak their name freely. Their God looked like them. Their God acted like them. Their God had the same personality as them. As they would be devious in life, so would their own gods. But there needed to be something to show a difference between our God and theirs. Our God was so different from us. Our God is so powerful. Our God is so different from the way that we can live in our petty times, the way that we can speak to one another and lie to each other freely, that we should not even say His name. His person is so sacred. His person is so holy. His person is so different from you and from me that His name should be kept in such a holy way. 
Now, as, as was pointed out earlier, we've all been given our names. As a father and as a parent, I have debated with my wife in giving my children names. And we gave them rather difficult names. And they'll probably need therapy eventually. Because of <laughs> and I'll pay for it. But those names mean something to them. It is a significant part of who they are, and our God's name is no different about him. It is a name that proclaims him to be who he is. A father to all. A son who has come in such obedience to give over himself. A spirit who comes into our lives with the magnificence of wind and love. So this name is to be treated differently than the names that we make up for each other, the names that we use with one another, even the behavior that we do under those very names. Today, we live in a time where we are able to change so much about our God, it's incredible. We do it in the way we create our own gods and we do it in the way that we can make sure that we don't offend anybody. Does my name, the name of my God offend you? I'll just change it. Does the person that my God is, does it offend you? Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. We will change it. That is the way the world operates with names. It is the way the world operates with God. But in the second commandment, we have a God who is so sacred and so holy and who has done so many different magnificent things that it is to be kept in a steadfast way that attaches itself to his steadfast promises and the way that he behaves himself. This answers to us the question of why is his name such an important thing? We do not change the name of our God. We do not change who He is. But we regard His name to be the same that holds throughout the generations. As Scripture said, there is no salvation under anyone else. For there is no other name under heaven among men by which we must be saved. The Psalms say, I bow down to you in your house and worship your name forever because it stands unchanged. And Jesus himself says, I will be gone from you for a time. But when I come back, you will say, blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. That is because this is a name that carries with it the power of God. It is the name by which has been placed on us in our baptism. It is a name that has come to you in all of the times that you are at your lowest and comes to you when you should be giving your praise at the highest. This is a name that holds the power of God. It is a name that is spoken and all the enemy shakes and quakes and hides. It is the name that is given to you at your entrance into the church it is the name that we place your body in the ground with to rest secure. It is the name that holds you together. So let us look at this name. Let us see that this name is the name that raises the heart, that this is the name that heals the soul. This is the name that carries the weak and the lame. This is the name by which we can actually hope in something
me draw your attention once again back to the quotes that I said earlier. I keep seeing these images and things that are going on in this world that seems to bring me down, quite literally. Yet for some reason, and maybe it is only by the Spirit of God or His grace that this is possible, there seems to be a hymn that keeps going through my head, a hymn that we sing in the evening service, for the beauty of the earth. For the beauty of the earth, for the glory of the skies, for the love in which we were born that around us all lies. Glory to you, O Lord, in your praise. Lord of all, to thee we raise this our great hymn of praise. See images of children put away in cages in our own country. For the beauty of the earth, for the glory of the skies. Lord of all, to thee we raise this hymn of praise. I see the ways in which even among us poverty seems to only grow, and hope has been lost for so many despite having all the wealth that the world's powers can grant us. For the beauty of the earth, for the glory of the skies, Lord of all, to you we raise this hymn of glory, of praise. I see in our own lives the way in which we as families have continued to break apart and fall apart. We as parents cannot hide our children away from the evils that are out there, from the pornography that has spread itself throughout all of the Internet, from the ways in which we treat one another with lies spoken by people. For the beauty of the earth, for the glory of the skies, Lord of all, this is our hymn of praise. To be people of the second commandment and to follow it is in the midst of our own muck and in the midst of our own dirt that surrounds us, the sin that so easily entangles, the thing that has disfigured us as a people or as persons. And yet in that darkness, we are still able to say with praise and thanksgiving, Lord of all, this is our hymn of praise. Because not just the name of God, God himself has shown us time and time again the ways in which he meets us there. He has already fallen down into the darkness on the cross for you. He has already laid himself into the darkness of the tomb for you. He has already gone to the depths of Sheol and hell for you. He has already come into your life, both in the times in which you are surrounded or in darkness yourself, and to the times in which you are boasting in the light of God. Lord of all, glory to you. This is our hymn of praise in each and every moment. Because it is there in that praise. And in that confession, we remember our hope for things to change, for things to be different. We find reason for us to be the elements that begin it by confessing and praising God and using His name with all of its power and its might for our neighbors and for ourselves. The Lord said, you will know I come when you can say, blessed is the name 
or the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Singing these praise and offering up thanksgiving and using the Lord's name in it, we begin that task. We put an end to the times in which we have used our God's name in our vows and our promises with only the intention of breaking them. We put an end to a time of us joining with the rest of the world and following along in their ways and using God's name to baptize it and bless it. We put an end to our silence, to our own comfort, to our own ways of sitting. But we actually take God's name with all of its holiness and we use it in the most reverent way by loving, by serving, by giving ourselves over the way Christ has given himself over for us. We begin this by keeping our own speech holy, by keeping it simple, by keeping it full of the words of God, which is what he very well has taught us to do. So our commission to you, as it is to have no other God before you except the the God that saves, is to actually leave this place bearing that God's name. Speaking and going into the dark places that your Lord has been already and proclaiming your God there. Speaking away the darkness that so unfolds our society and our world is the very darkness that Christ went out to and died in. Go out there bearing the name of Jesus, the one who has risen from the tomb, that every time we face death ourselves or death around us, we know that victory is still there. That though we rest secure in his name, we will also rise in that name. Go out bearing the name that was placed on you in baptism, confessing with all confidence and faith the Lord who actually brings people to life and puts an end to death who all come across him. Be the one who carries the name forth so that all may say, Blessed is the one who goes in the name of the Lord. Amen? Amen. Amen.